In the name of God, who sees all and knows all and loves all. Amen. Please be seated. Well, talk about not seeing that coming. Can we just take a moment and acknowledge that this feels like a sharp turn and we're not quite sure what to do with it? It's kind of jarring. I mean, seriously, when we left off last week, everyone was looking at Jesus as if he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and they didn't even have sliced bread yet. Anyway, last week, everything seemed like it was going great. Jesus had come home and had everyone completely drawn in, and today, well, today everything changed. We go right from this calm but powerful scene of Jesus preaching in his hometown synagogue in last week's gospel passage to this week with Jesus almost being run off a cliff by the same people he grew up with. And this is all actually in the same scene. We literally pick up today from where we left off last week. So what happened? Well, for starters, Jesus kept talking which truthfully doesn't always seem like such a good move. Just a moment ago, he offered them familiar words, words that they found comforting, good news to the poor, freedom to the oppressed, release to the captives. That sounds just right to them because in many ways they see themselves in these statements. Now he continues... Though he makes it clear to them that what he's saying is, it's not just for them. He's taking what they knew, what they thought was for them exclusively, and giving it away. It's more than they can take. They're not happy about it. And they don't hold back from making that clear. I think there are a lot of us who can relate to that particular feeling. That feeling of loss that comes when we realize that something we thought was just for us is given away. My most vivid experience with this particular emotion came when my sister had her first child. Many of you met my older sister, Lisa, when our families were here just after Eric and I got married. She is the closest person to me in my life besides Eric. She literally knows every breath I've ever taken. She's been the witness to my life, the person I've shared my most personal thoughts with, and someone I've always looked to for support, guidance, care, and comfort. For the first 20 years of my life, she didn't miss a beat. I counted on her unfailing presence, on being able to reach her at any moment. And I'm talking about a time before cell phones made that so easy. I just assumed it would always be that way, that I would always be the most important. My mother always says that Lisa actually raised me. She's six years older than me, and as the story goes, kind of claimed me for her own when I was born. I'd kind of gotten used to her having boyfriends, so when she got married, not much changed. But it wasn't until she had my niece, Jen, that things really changed. Lisa had a new little life to care for now, and a whole list of new priorities that comes with being a new mom. The days of 
full access were over, and I felt the loss of that. I had to share her in a way that I didn't have to before. It felt like I had become less important and that this baby had somehow taken away something from me. And if I'm being honest, I wasn't happy about it. I mean, I've loved my niece Jennifer since the moment she was born. But I was certain that with this new little love in her life, Lisa would have less love for me. Of course, all of that was my fear and not anything really based in reality. Yes, things changed, but what I realized was that Lisa just seemed to have more love to share, not less. There was more richness to our lives because of this baby. There were more new adventures and more new stories and more shared moments. But at the beginning, I just felt like, hey, She's here for me, kid. Hands off. I kind of think that's what this crowd in the temple on that day felt in a way. Here, Jesus was telling them something that they thought they had exclusive rights to and was actually not just for them, but for everyone. I just don't think they knew what to do with it. They were seeking comfort for themselves. And here Jesus was asking them to be open to things that sounded like madness and consider that God could be working for all people at the same time and through the same person. In this passage today, Jesus is asking those who listen to him to consider that God sent him to all people to reflect on what it means for the boundless love of God to be available for all people and ultimately to trust that God could care for them and for everyone else too, that there was enough for everyone. It was a ground shift for them, and understandably, they had strong feelings about it. And the Holy Spirit continues to do this by asking us to go to places we hadn't thought about going before or to give of ourselves in ways that we don't always want to and to share things we thought were set aside just for us because when we share, we all end up with more, not less. I think a little bit of this may be true for us right now here today. Change is hard. And again, we're being asked to do something we weren't prepared for. But as I've said so many times before, we must always ask ourselves when confronted with any crossroads, what is the Holy Spirit doing here? What are we being called into and what does it demand from us? I think the answer to those questions are still being written for St. Wilfred's and for me. What's clear is that God is calling us all to go on a journey, and that seems about right to me. Because, you see, no matter how much we might not want to be called towards something or asked to give of ourselves, it doesn't mean that God won't come calling. This 
Christian community thing was never meant to be about stasis, even though sometimes that's all we want. But all stasis does is bring you nowhere. And all of, the thi- of all the things I don't know or understand, I know this. God is always doing something new, and all God wants from us is to go along for the ride, no matter where it takes us. Just as Jesus' proclamation of the fulfillment of the Scripture he read was about work begun, not something completed, this time in the life of our community is not about an ending. It's about something that's actually just begun, and there are wonderful things out there on the horizon. So I invite you to join me in embracing this beginning time by answering the call of the Holy Spirit because this time is not about me, about my leaving St. Wilfred's or about where I'm going. It's about all of us and about what God is doing here with us and the journey this community is on. I encourage you all to lean into that journey and walk it with hope and joy and most importantly with love. Remembering what we just heard a little while ago from Paul. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. If this is true, and I believe with my whole being that it is, then as long as we have love between us, then nothing really ever ends. It means our journey continues. And since this is not a goodbye sermon, all I can really say to that is, here's to the journey, and I love you.